one, two, one, two. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Perfection Unfolding with me, Kara G. This is the podcast where you get all the tea on my life and some helpful tools for self-development, self-betterment, and just overall like a better life, I think. Um, all in one. How lucky are we? How are we? Happy Tuesday. I'm going to work on a better intro, but for now, that one will have to do. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying your day. I hope you are enjoying this time you've taken out of your day to listen to the pod. This is episode 12, you guys. This is the 12th episode. Can you believe I've been doing this for 12 weeks? 12 weeks, which is so poetic because that goes hand in hand with um, one of the topics I'm going to talk about today. But first, I'm actually going to start the episode out with our gifted gratitude section. So as per usual, if you're new here, I'd like to ask if you are able to find a seated position comfortably, sit up nice and tall. And if you've been here, you know what to do. Um, And I'd like if you feel comfortable for you to close your eyes and take a couple deep breaths. Like let's do three deep breaths together. Here we go. Ready? Inhale. Exhale. And inhale. And exhale. Really let out all of that carbon dioxide. And one more. And exhale. Bro, I've got some demons inside me, that's for sure. And I want you to just take a second and just think about three things that you're grateful for. That could be from today, it could be from this week, it could be from the last year, it could be parts of your body, whatever it is, just take a half a second and just like give yourself a nice little gratitude hug. Mm, Doesn't that feel nice? Ah, So it's like if you haven't felt grateful for anything recently, at least now you have something, you know? Anyway, things that I'm grateful for that I kind of sat down and thought about before I started the show. Um, Also, my voice is very tired because I'm very tired. That's just going to be a common theme, okay? Because you guys are going to get the best, silliest versions of me the sleepier I am. I'm doing it for you, okay? But in my my gift of gratitude, I'm grateful for my ever-growing capacity to sit in my shit. That is my number one... (laughs) My number one uh, thing I'm grateful for this week because I've been going through it, okay? We'll get more into that later, but my next one is I'm grateful for my self-compassion. I'm grateful for my inability to actually give up. Like, I'm incapable of giving up. Like, I've tried so many times. I've thought about it really hard, and I just never do. I just never fucking do. And I can't tell if that's a super annoying or actually like kind of awesome. Maybe it's both. Um, I'm grateful for my tenacity and pushing through my growing pains. Guys, I've been going through something. (laughs) Um, I'm grateful for my emotionality and intuition with my body. I am so sensitive 
to my body than what it goes through on any given day now. It's insane. Like I had a slice of bread, like pizza bread that I peeled all the cheese and all like the meat off of. And I just ate the bread because I wanted the sauce. And the next day I had gas. And I was like, you dumb bitch, you had one job. <laughs> um, I'm, I said that jokingly and lovingly. My body knew that I wasn't really calling her a bitch. But it was just wild. Though. It was just like, damn, like something that I would have never noticed because I used to eat so much crap. Now I eat one thing that's like preserved that I didn't cook and it, my body just goes haywire, which I think means that my body is evolving like it's actually getting smarter and it's not tolerating crap anymore but it's like damn like remember the days when I used to be able to eat like loads of cheese and I would be quote-unquote fine but really I think I just wasn't into my body at the time anyway I digress last thing on my list is I'm grateful for my decision to still show up even though I'm miserable and tired and to be honest, that is exactly how I feel right now. I feel miserable and I feel tired. For whatever reason, I felt depressed all day today. And it just kind of hit me. It just hit me like a, like a truck. I was feeling fine and then I was feeling depressed. And, and I don't use the word depressed lightly. Like, I don't just throw it around, right? Like, I know what depression feels like. I've dealt with it on and off my entire life. Normally, it's situational, but like, I mean, in my adult life, but like it's, it was pretty chronic there for a long time. And I, and I attribute that to, you know, bad eating habits, bad sleeping habits, bad emotional habits. And when I say bad, I really mean unhelpful. Um, I don't like to use the word good and bad. I like to use the words unhelpful and helpful because it just, it makes more sense. You know, good and bad has a morality to it. Like my eating habits weren't, didn't have a bad morality. They were just unhealthy choices, right? So that's a little bit of a language flip, but yeah, I've just felt depressed all day. I've just felt miserable the last four days. And, um, and it has a lot to do with the topic that I'm going to talk about today. But before we, before we get into that, because you know, I love a good tease, you got to keep listening to find out, um, some life updates, like getting into kind of what I'm just talking, what I'm talking about. So I am grateful for all those things. And that's me flipping my, like, <laughs> miserableness on its head because I do think everything every negative thing you experience is usually just trying it's just a flag that's telling you that something's wrong like or that something's not working or you need to pivot in some direction or you know like it's there's nothing like I said good or bad about the negative things that you experience it's just usually like when you have a tummy ache, your tummy ache's just telling you that something's wrong in your body. Like it's doing you a favor. It's letting you know that something's wrong. If it never let you let you know, then you would just live in misery without with in being totally disempowered with knowing what to do next. Whereas when you know you have a tummy ache, you can be like, okay, well, I can take these steps to help relieve my tummy ache, right? I can drink some ginger ale or I can, you know, maybe eat some more alkaline food. Yeah, it's like very there's nothing bad about it. Is it uncomfortable? Yes. And that goes in, but it's like uncomfortability is necessary to create change, <laughs> which is like so beautifully aligns with what I'm about to talk about. So some life updates, instead of giving you life updates of like things that I've done, I'm going to tell you things that I've been going through. So my current, I'm going to go through my current struggles and then what I've been focusing on to help alleviate those struggles, right? Because struggles are what? They're just signs pointing that some, to something that's not working. So I've been struggling with burnout. I've been struggling with overwhelm. 
I've been struggling with directionlessness. <laughs> I've been struggling with being feeling like I'm in the wrong place around the wrong people. I've been struggling with strategic planning. Like I don't know how to fucking plan anything. And I've realized that that is like my Achilles heel. <laughs> Everything I've done in my life that's been cool or successful has been what seems like totally random. And maybe it hasn't been random. Maybe it's just like me living my most aligned life and my skills and talents are just coming to the forefront. And I totally am open to that. But I also have spent the majority of my life feeling like I've been spinning my wheels. And I'm at a place where like, I don't want to do that anymore. Like I'm sick and tired of doing that. So I've been struggling with planning, strategic planning specifically. And I've been struggling with knowing knowing that trying to build a business is something sorry knowing that trying to build something as an island is really fucking hard knowing that trying to build something as an island as just me is really fucking hard like people don't just build businesses by themselves and even though the internet and tiktok makes it seem like they do like they fucking don't this shit is impossible okay like it's it's seem, it's seemingly impossible to play like build this what i'm trying to build and play the capitalism game at the same time like it just i'm really struggling with the fact of making with ha making it happen because i'm fucking tired at the end of the day i'm really fucking tired like i spend my whole day working and I want to come home and I want to rest because rest, what I've found is the most important key to success. You work and you rest and you work and you rest. And if you don't rest, you can't work, you know, and I'm just, I'm really struggling with, the, with these things. And so because I'm a solution oriented person, because I, I refuse to live in a world where there are no answers to my problems, um, I've been looking for things to focus on to combat these these struggles, right? I've been focusing on my vision for the future. I've been focusing on and like really getting clear about what that is because I've never actually sat down and written it out. Like I have an idea in my head vaguely, but like it's one thing to like have it in your brain and another thing to look at it on a piece of paper. So I've been really focusing in on my vision and what the fuck I want my life to look like. And what the fuck, like to the, to, the, to the point where like I'm thinking about what I'm wearing, like all those vision exercises you see on the internet, I see them all the time. I've never actually done them. So I'm like, what would happen if I actually did them? Maybe my vision would become so clear that the action steps will just reveal themselves to me. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to work on. I'm working on my vision for the future. I'm focusing on turning to books on execution for knowledge on subjects that I need help with, right? Knowing and executing two different things. I know a lot. I have like information overload in my brain. I've gone to digital marketing school. I've gone to health coach school. I've got a mass communications degree. I've, you know, I've got a dance education. I have all this education. I've read all these books on relationship. I've done all this stuff. I have acquired all of this information and knowledge. And it's, I'm now at the point where like, the longer I don't execute, the more I'm going, I'm going to explode. I'm going to fucking implode, explode. It's going to drive me insane. I'm driving myself insane. And and I'm going insane because I don't know how to execute on things I've never done before. I'm trying to do something I've never fucking done. So I'm focusing on that. I'm focusing on books. I'm focusing on direction and taking the next right steps. And not just looking, you know, three, four, five, ten years in the future. I'm focusing on like the day-to-day -day steps I have to take because I'm getting so overwhelmed 
with all of the things that it's going to take for me to make my dream come true, it's not healthy. It's not healthy looking at it. I'm a person who looks at things from a bird's eye view. And usually, most of the time, that works. But when I'm trying to implement so much change and when I'm trying to, to accomplish so many things that I've never done before, it's overwhelming and it's not helpful. Like I have to get down to the nitty gritty. And I've started, if you've been following these episodes with my 2020, like today I was on day 17 of my, my, my routine, my morning routine. And I'm so fucking proud of that. I'm dropping so many F-bombs just to emphasize how frustrated in life I've been the last week or so. And maybe it has to do with entering my luteal phase of my, of my, my hormone cycle. And maybe, maybe it doesn't, maybe it's just a whole combination of things, but regardless, this is how I feel. And I'm going to honor that. Okay. So I've been focusing on the nitty gritty of my, my day-to-day routine. I'm like, if I can accomplish my reading, my, my writing and my workout, like that will set the foundation for my day. I can accomplish anything else that I need to. But like that is my baseline failing grade if I do not accomplish that. And I need an anchor. I need that anchor. I've never had an anchor before. And I'm so excited. Like I could cry just thinking about how I've been giving myself this anchor for the last two weeks, showing up for myself, even when I don't fucking want to. Like I don't want to be uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable in every capacity of my life right now. And you can probably hear it in the exasperated tone of my voice. But I'm so uncomfortable right now, like in every way, from my living situation to just the not being around any of my loved ones or my friends or my family or my hobbies or my creature comforts. Like I have put myself in the cave with the man who's trying to fight me. Like there's that allegory of man in the cave or not allegory, but every man has a, has a, every person has a man in the cave who's training to, to come and kill them or something. Anyway, I don't know how it goes, but I am, I entered my cave trying to fight myself. Who does that shit? Who does? You're not supposed to go into the cave and fight yourself. And that's exactly what I did. That's what I've done. So I'm working, so I'm focusing on direction and next right steps. I'm focusing on my self-belief, okay? I realized recently I have never not had self-belief at my core. I've always believed that I could do things to a degree. I always believed I could do things that I knew I could do. Does that make sense? And some of those things, like other people could think to themselves, there's no way I could ever do that. I could never just pick up my life and move across the country. And for me, I didn't think twice about it. I was like, dope. It's a cool opportunity. Say less. You know, I've done that several times. I did that when I worked at the beach in New Jersey. I did that when I worked in New York for a summer. I'm doing this now. Like I'm not afraid of doing things that I know I can do. I'm afraid of doing things I'm not sure I can do. (laughs) So I'm doubling down on my self-belief because I'm like, bitch, you've done so many things in your fucking life. What makes you think you can't do this? You silly little goose. Mm? Mm? Riddle me this. Yeah, that's what I thought. You can. You fucking can. You just need the tools to do it. You can learn anything. No one can take that away from you. And so if they can learn anything, then I can learn to do anything. So I'm, I'm focusing on my self-belief. I'm focusing on my routine. Again, my 2020. Like I've been, I've been focusing on my routine and I've been focusing 
on my food. Like I'm now no longer eating food at work anymore because it makes my tummy hurt. I'm no longer eating sugar. I'm no longer eating caffeine. I'm trying, I'm doing my best not to eat bread because I just feel so much better when I'm not bloated and I get bloated if I eat all those things I've just mentioned. So I'm focusing on my routine. I am like living and dying by my routine. Like my routine is keeping me alive. <laughs> and I'm being dramatic when I say that, but like it really is a lifeline. Like, cause it's my me time and like I'm getting older and it's, it's almost like moving out here. I put myself in the absolute middle of chaos, like on my own, of like just, it's just, it's, it's fun and it's good vibes, but it's chaos. And it's like the chaos that I used to live that I no longer want to be a part of anymore. And so it's like my routine and my time is like grounding me into my, the, 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 the new reality that I'm trying to live in spite of my environment. I'm doing it in spite of the chaos around me. I am becoming the peace. <laughs> so my routine, focusing on that. I'm focusing on removing my emotions from what needs to get done while still listening to my body. Okay, I'm going to say that again. I'm focusing on removing my emotions from what needs to get done while still listening to my body. So like a lot of a lot of like life coaching mantras and stuff they're written by men right so like men are like keep your emotions out of it like just do it just get it done and I want to adapt that mentality to a degree like I'm going to edit it for my woman body <laughs> like and I'm going to be flexible in in my routine like on my rest days I do yoga and I do I do like a four-day split with weight training right now I'm on my second week I'm very proud of myself thank you for the round of applause I know you're so excited too and I'm excited for whatever you've got going on. Hopefully, like, you're doing your thing, too. Um, and it's, like, the days that I weight train, where, like, this week, I'm going I'm going through my luteal phase, which is the week before I, I bleed. And I'm moving much slower, like, than I was a week or even two weeks ago when I started. Two weeks ago, I was, like, an hour in and out done. On, on Sunday, when I did my glute-focused leg day... It took me almost three hours to get through that workout. And I fucking pushed through that shit. Like it was my, like it was the last thing I had to do on earth. I was I was like, if I give up on myself during this fucking workout, I'm gonna be so livid. Livid. I'm like, I wrote out this program for myself. And now this is literally like I know I talk about self-talk and how we should talk nice to ourselves, <laughs> but I wasn't talking to little Kara. I was talking to big Kara and she knew that little Kara knew that she knew the difference. I made it very clear that I was like, if you fucking give up on us right now, I'm going to be pissed. And Loki, it could have been little Kara talking to big Kara, but with the potty mouth. And I did it. I fucking pushed through and I'm so proud of myself. Like it took me three hours. It exhausted me. It zapped my energy for the rest of the day. And I was, I planned on doing like other work, but I was like, you know what? Like if this is my challenge right now, this is my challenge. I'm going to be present in my challenge. I'm going to be present in this discomfort because I said I would, because I'm not going to grow the glutes that I want if I'm not going to do this work. That's just how it works. If you don't do this, you don't get that. If you do this, you get that. It's simple math. And I'm at the point where like, I'm not just going to want things just for the sake of it. What's the point of that? What's the point of just wanting things for no reason? 
You just want to keep dreaming things? No, I don't want to just keep dreaming about things. I'm so fucking tired of dreaming and imagining a life that I, that I desire. I'm going to fucking build it. <laughs> and this is my rant. I'm ranting. I'm so angry. <laughs> and anger is an incredible force for change. So I'm focusing on my routine. Back to what I was talking about. I'm focusing um, on observing and differentiating what what's my ego and what's my intuition. Oh, and before I go, before I continue on with that, what I was trying to say before about listening to my body, like, yes, I'm going to try to cycle sync and take more time when I need it, but I'm still going to accomplish my goals. That was my main point. So I'm also focusing on observing and differentiating what's my ego and what's my intuition. So I've been struggling recently and. One of my upper limits when I'm struggling is I try to seek control wherever I can. I try to seek security. Like as soon as I feel like something's going wrong, I try to remove the discomfort somehow. Like, and normally that looks like me eating sugar, right? Like I'll self-sabotage my way with that. Like I'll have this really clear goal for myself and then I'll feel uncomfy or I'll be like, mm, my emotions and I'll reach for sugar or I'll reach for some salty, greasy chip, you know, who am I getting chip chips? Hello, plural. Let's be, let's be real here. Um, and I'll, I'll self-sabotage myself in that way. And, and in a, another way that I self-sabotage and reach an upper limit is that as soon as I start making progress on something, like for instance, my 2020, I've done 17 days and like, I'm just now starting to get in the groove of things at work. And like, but now I've realized that like the the job and the the, ex- the experience and the situation isn't exactly what I thought or hoped it would be. And so now, especially because my money's involved, like I'm not making as much money as I thought I would be. I just start going like, how do I make more money? How do I make more money? And I start focusing on all these things outside of the creative goals that I have. I start thinking like, how do I get back to Dallas? How do I... How do I make more money? How do I find a job with more money? How do I freelance? How do I do that? Like, and I start pulling myself in all these directions that I don't align with what I actually want and desire. And, but what I, part of that is like, I want, I'm trying to differentiate between what is my upper limit self-sabotage and what is actually true that I need to look at that isn't working, right? Like that's not an easy task, but it's something I'm trying to practice and I'm doing that by, like at the end of my yoga sessions, I'll just kind of lay there. For instance, on Saturday, I was so frustrated and it what felt like out of nowhere. I just woke up mad. I just woke up angry. And part of it might've had to do with the fact that I went to bed a little bit later. Like I went to bed at midnight on Friday and Saturday instead of 10 PM, like I've been going to bed. And so I woke up a little bit later and I was a little bit less rested. And I was, I was kind of annoyed because I had experienced for two weeks, the, the, the beauty of going to sleep on time for the first time in my whole fucking life. Also, sorry, mom, I'm dropping so many F-bobs, but I'm doing it for artistic flair. Um, so on Saturday, I was so frustrated and I was like doing yoga and I could feel myself trying to rush through it. I was like, I just want to get it over with. I just want to get this done. I just want to be comfortable in my bed and you know, whatever. I was like fighting with myself and I literally going back between like, I don't want to do this and like, chill out, like be in the moment. Like you're doing this because you want to, you're doing this because you want to, you're doing this because you want to. And so I was using my breath to kind of like fight through it. And finally at the end of it, like we just sat there 
and I was like laying on my back with like my knees were up and my hands were on my belly and the woman was like setting intention for the day and I was just like I think I said release or something and I just bawled my eyes out I was just kept crying and crying and I didn't even know where it was coming from normally I'm very aware of where my tears are coming from I'm very aware when it's bubbling up before it comes out I know where it's coming from yada yada this time I was just like it was just like this achy sad like frustrated anger like cry sob it was sobbing and like I don't even think any real actual tears came out of my face, but my body was just like convulsing. Like, and I think it's just, it's just coming from this deep place of just being uncomfortable and and not being where I was hoping I would be, you know, this time, or, you know, at this time of my life, at this point in the year, um, you know, a, a year ago, I was at a, a perfectly stable, cushy job with, a man in a relationship with a man that I loved who I saw my future with and like everything was like under control and stable and and wonderful. And, and now I have the exact opposite of that a a year later, you know, it's, and it's just so funny to me because I asked for this, you know, like I asked to be put into my, my highest timeline. And like, this is a part of the process, but it doesn't make it any less hard. Right. So I'm I'm focusing on differentiating between my ego and my intuition. And it's really fucking hard. Um, writing is helping. Meditating is helping. Like talking to myself is helping. Um, but there are still some deep self-protective measures in place, that, like in place that my ego's put there that are like deeply, deeply, deeply rooted. So it's like, it's like sometimes it's camouflaged as intuition, but it's really... It's really my ego because the ego, it's it's anxious. It's like, you gotta do this, you gotta do this, you gotta do this. It's always whispering. It's like, what about this? But the intuition's like, like I've said this before, you know what to do. Like that's that's the that's the energy of my intuition. It's like, bitch, you know what to do. <laughs> you know what it is. I'm just like the universe is just putting things in your way to see what you do with it, girl. <laughs> you either do this or you do that it doesn't matter but you know you know what to do and so that's what I've been trying to focus on by getting still self-soothing myself and my frustration letting myself cry and then sitting in meditation for like just even a couple minutes is helping I'm focusing on leaning on my people and on my natural abilities okay I have not been leaning on my people at all recently like I think I've called my mom twice since I've been out here which if you know me, you know that that's bizarre because normally I call my mom every day, like the same time. But my morning commute's four minutes and I don't have any cell service on the mountain. So it's like, what time do I have, you know? Um, so I'm, so I really, I want to move into a space where like, I feel like I finally feel like I'm ready to lean on my people and like let people show up for me because I just, I feel very alone. <laughs> I feel very unsupported. And and that's not to say that like there aren't people who support me. Obviously there are. Like I'm I'm not saying that, but it's just like I have isolated myself. Like I did this. I did this to myself. And um I'm realizing that I don't think I want to do that anymore. You know? I mean, yeah, like my time for grief, like everybody grieves in their own way, but like grieving the breakup, but now it's like, yes, that's still something that that 
I think about every day, but now I'm grieving not being able to build the life of my dreams because I don't have the physical support of people around me, right? Who love me or, or even the community of people that I'm trying to be around, which, you know, I wouldn't, I don't even think I have that back in Dallas, like right out the gate. Like I have my besties, don't get me wrong, but I mean like the community of entrepreneurs trying to like figure their shit out. Um, like I need to, I need to start building that. Right. Like that's up to me. So, and, and then I want to start leaning on, I'm, I'm focusing on leaning on my natural abilities. Like right now I'm focusing on all the things I'm not good at. Right. And so it's making me very uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm, I'm not good at having a routine yet because I have, I'm just now starting out. I'm not good at strategic planning because I'm just now learning about it. I'm not good on these things and I'm focusing on them because I want to get better at them so desperately, but I'm realizing like there's a balance. Like I have to remind myself that I'm good at things. <laughs> you know, to keep me going. I have to remind myself, like, you are a talented person, right? Like, you can do things, lots of things that people think are cool, that you think are cool. Um, and my natural ability is also my creativity. Like, it's a big piece of my puzzle, too, while I'm doing all this. I'm trying to balance the yin and the yang at the same time. And my God, is it not easy. It's quite difficult, actually. I am trying to, I am focusing on self-compassion and unconditional love. Because at the end of the day, those two things are gonna are what go, are going to push me forward in my journey, like yelling at myself and acting crazy and being like this hard, stern coach with myself is still needed. But again, it's the balance. It's finding the balance. It's like I'm and I'm fine. I'm looking for. It. I'm letting it unfold in front of me. Like I'm letting the perfection unfold in front of me. Um, I'm doing my best to allow it to unfold because right now i'm trying to force it open and it's like bitch i'm growing girl you need to chill okay <laughs> so i'm like constantly like apologizing to myself for like acting crazy or being frustrated and i'm trying to like self-soothe little me big me and be like yo you got this like it's fine like everything's happening exactly as it is and like you are taking incremental steps every day whether you see it or not and like that's just the truth and whether you do or don't i still love you what a concept whether you do or don't do anything i still love you i love you in spite i love you regardless what an idea hmm? i'm focusing on apologizing to, my, to myself for trying to rush through things and I'm focusing on increasing my capacity for being uncomfortable and sitting in my shit so like I said I'm, I'm in my I'm grateful for section like I'm grateful for my ever-growing capacities to sit in my shit and I'm focusing on increasing my capacity to be uncomfortable and to sit in my shit and sitting in my shit is just like sitting in all of the gross nasty things that come up for me when I'm uncomfortable. All of the ways I plead and beg and cry and whine and self-sabotage and talk myself out of things like I'm just I'm increasing my capacity to just let that be what it is and do what I need to do in, like regardless. Like like yes, validate okay, I see you, I feel you, like I know this is true for you, but guess what? We're never going to know what this thing that you deeply desire is going to be like unless we sit and all those uncomfortable emotions and not don't do anything about it 
except move in the direction of our purpose. So all that being said, you know me, I lean on, I've been leaning on books to teach me all the things. And this, the last week I told, I mentioned it last week, the 12 week year is the book that I'm reading right now, which is perfect for today's episode, episode 12. Like there's no such thing as coincidence. Like everything is synchronicity, synchronistic. Um, and the more I lean in on my intuition, the more synchronicities I experience, which this week I experienced at least two in the last 24 hours. And this is the third one. So it's like three for three. Um, so I've been reading the 12 week year by, um, what are their names by Brian P. Morgan and Michael Linnington. And let me tell you something, this book, I think I'm, I'm like halfway through this book is all about execution. Okay. Mind you, that's what I just told you. I'm trying to focus on. I'm trying to focus on going, moving from knowing to doing and doing it in a way that makes sense strategically. And that's what this book is all about. Like their whole, like their whole philosophy is like, do more in 12 weeks than you do in 12 months by treating every 12 weeks like one full year. They're like, do away with annual goals, do away with whatever. Treat every 12 weeks like it is a full calendar year. Make make uh, make your vision, make your goals, make your tactics, follow through and treat every 12 weeks at the end of it like you're doing an annual review. And so, and I'm going to implement this like, I'm about to go on a 12 week journey and low key, I kind of started it, but I'm going to start like one specifically for this podcast slash my business one for, and one for my health. And, um, and I'm excited because like, cause it breaks it down exactly the things you have to do to make a plan. Because my, the thing is, once I have a plan, I'll follow it. I'll follow it to the T, but it's the, it's the mental capacity of thinking about all the things you have to think about. Um, that goes into making a plan that exhausts me, that makes me quit and never like want to move forward. But I'll, I'll probably go into a deep dive into this book at a later date once I finish it. But the thing I want to I want to talk to you guys about today, the main topic of of this episode is going to be that of the emotional cycle of change. Okay, I got you know I read I was several chapters in when I came across this. Like I'm pretty I, I'm a little over half. Wait. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm I'm almost halfway through the book. But somewhere in chapter it's in this it's in the section of the book called the execution system, like the system itself. And it talks about the emotional cycle of change. And when I came across this in my misery state on Saturday, after my even after my yoga, because I I write, I do my workout and then I and then I read. Because I don't know, that's just like the formula that I'm doing it. And I was reading this book. And I came across this emotional cycle of change. And I was like, this is exactly the thing I needed to look at to help me feel less crazy. And so I'll tell you what it is. Well, and first off, uh, the authors of the book, I I pulled two bios from the internet um, of the two of them. Brian Moran has over 30 years of expertise as a CEO, corporate executive, entrepreneur, consultant, and coach. His background as a corporate executive combined with his experience as an entrepreneur positions him with a unique skill set to help individuals and organizations grow and prosper. And then Michael Linnington bio, Michael has focused his entire career on one challenge, closing the execution gap for individuals and organizations. All of the work that he has done over nearly four decades of professional service has been helping his clients to break through the internal and external barriers that keep them from accomplishing what they are capable of. Literally me. 
Michael has developed tools, training, coaching, and content working with clients solely focusing on this single problem. This book is no joke. It's very concise. It's very to the point. It's very like, like how to execute for dummies. Like, I love it. It's amazing because that's what I need. I'm a dummy and I need to learn how to execute. Um, and it's not because I've never executed in my life. It's just because I've just never done it. I've never executed anything in a way that was like measurable and trackable and strategic, right? Like I'm trying to be strategic with it because I know that's how you build a business. I don't want to just do things randomly. I'm tired of doing things randomly. That might be my skill, but it's time to level up and at least level up enough to where I can make enough money to pay somebody to, to do the strategy for me, right? That's the ultimate goal. So the emotional cycle of change. The book, it talks about, it says change is uncomfortable. We experience an emotional roller coaster when we decide to make change in our lives. And it goes on to say, psychologists Don Kelly and Daryl Connor describe the phenomenon as the emotional cycle of change, or ECOC for short. This cycle, it says that everyone experiences the cycle, no matter the kind of change you're trying to make. It says it doesn't matter if it's a new relationship, a new job, a new workout, switching neighborhoods, no matter what, everyone experiences this cycle of change, this emotional cycle of change. And it says that there's five stages that people move through emotionally when changing their behavior. Um, stage one, there's an uninformed optimism. So this uninformed optimism, it says that this is the most exciting um, the most exciting stage because you're imagining all the benefits that your change are going to that your change is going to bring you. And you but you also haven't experienced the cost of it yet. Like you don't know how much it's going to cost you. You just see like how awesome it's going to be. You're like, oh my God, I'm gonna start this new workout. Whoop-de-doo. I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to look so good for summer, right? This is the fun stage. And then there's stage two. This is the informed opt. Uh, no, this is the informed pessimism stage. Um, and in this stage, the optimism fades as you learn what it takes and costs to actually make the change happen. This stage is characterized by a shift towards negative emotions. You start to question if the change was really worth it. So for instance, like it's January, right? So everybody who, when I told you to chill and wait till, wait till spring to do your, your New Year's resolutions or whatever, you said, no, I'm different. I'm going to go to the gym every freaking day starting January 1, and I'm going to get this hot bod, and I'm going to cut, and I'm going to do all this stuff, right? That was stage one. Stage two is when when you've been going for like a week or two, and you've been waking up like 6 a.m., and you've been going hard, which I'm literally not making fun of you. I'm making fun of myself because I did this literally last year. I spent $250 on a year-long gym membership, and I went for three months. I mean, three months not too bad, but still, it was only three months. Um. So this is the stage where you start going and then it, you, you start like pressing the snooze button because you're like, oh, getting up. I just like, I'm so tired and, and I'm not really like seeing any progress, you know, because it's only been one week, right? And uh, and you just start kind of like bargaining with yourself. You're like, oh, like I'm really starting to see what this is going to take. And it's like, mm, do I really want to do that? Like, am I really about this gym life? Right. So that's stage two. That's the, so stage one, uninformed optimism, stage two, informed pessimism. Then we have stage three, and this is the valley of despair. Um, and so it's kind of like a U curve, right? So it like starts up top and it kind of curves down the phase, the informed pessimism is kind of halfway. And then the phase 
three valley of despair is like right at the bell curve at the bottom so stage three valley of despair this is when people most this is when most people give up all the pain of change is there and the benefits seem far away this is where we feel the most discomfort and look for any way to alleviate it usually turning back around into our comfort zone um it says uh and so this is a stage where you you're just like yeah it's not worth it like I got a couple of cute selfies in the mirror and my workout gear that I bought, you know, cause we all buy new workout gear when we go to the gym and uh, yeah, I think I'm good. I think I want to just, it's just not worth it. Like being uncomfortable and just, I'm never going to get that fit body. I've been thick my whole life. You know, you just start, you kind of give up and you just turn back and you're like, all right, I'll just go back to the life I was living. Cause like, that wasn't so bad, you know, it says here, have um, having a vision for what you truly desire can make or break you when you're in the valley of despair vision coupled with commitment and other tools the book speaks on are the way through the valley of despair to the other side where your dream life lives where your success in uh, fulfillment lives so uh, your vision like the in this book i'm on page 72 so in this book before we even get to this chapter it talks about the, how vision is number one vision 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 envision your aspirate it's like what's your what are your aspirational visions what are your your three-year three years from now visions and then what are the goals and tactics you're going to do to get there what are your visions for the next 12 weeks right um because if you don't have a vision then then you're gonna have nothing to come back to when you're going through this hardship when you're going through this uncomfortable time and for me like i realized as i was reading this like i'm in the fucking valley of despair bro like i have the informed pessimism now I'm in the valley of despair. Like I, I know what it takes to to do the thing, and I'm just feeling so overwhelmed. And I'm trying not to give in to apathy. <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to give in to all the old ways I used to cope with uncomfortability. Like I'm trying to sit in the shit and just fucking bear it. Just bear like the knowing that I'm not where I want to be bear the knowing that like I don't have all the information bear the knowing that I have to surrender that I can't control everything and just try to relax in it and like meditate in it like that's my next step right and then hopefully like eventually I just won't be sitting in the shit anymore because <laughs> I can take aligned action right so that's stage three so we've got uninformed optimism we've got uh, informed pessimism and we've got the valley of despair but guess what? Stage four is informed optimism. You're back in the positive emotional area of the cycle. You can start to see glimmers of the benefits of your actions. This is the stage where your new actions become more of a routine and less uncomfortable. The key is to keep going. And if I'm being totally honest with you, like I haven't only been in the valley of despair, okay? I think what's so frustrating to me is that I keep teeter-tottering between valley of despair and informed optimism valley of despair and i keep going like like bouncing up and down on a fucking trampoline valley of despair informed optimism valley of despair because I'm, I'm going into like i know what i have to do and i'm excited and i'm like writing things and i'm having some breakthroughs and the next day i like lose track of my vision for half a second and i get distracted and i'm like what am i even doing who am I? What was happening? I, I get to go on this ego story that like, I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing enough. And, and then I'm like, no. And then I talk myself off the ledge and I hit myself with self-compassion and with unconditional love. And then I go up to an informed optimism again, you know? And it's just like, it's exhausting. And I think that's why I'm so tired. But I, I think if I'm doing that, I'm doing something right. 
you know like it's not just going to be this this bell curve you just go wee woo it's just up and down up and down no it's going to be like you know like i don't know if any of you guys understood what i just said but <laughs> you know we think it's like that that meme or that graphic where it's like you think your your path is going to be like this you know from down to up um and really it's like a bunch of squiggle lines you know which is how my adhd brain processes information anyway so why wouldn't my 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 journey look the same so stage four is informed optimism stage five um yeah so stage four the key is to keep going you just keep pushing through keep moving forward make it happen regardless of your feelings just keep sticking to your commitment grind 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 i'm using the word grind right now just because like I'm, we're using the workout like analogy right so stage five and this is the last stage it's the success and fulfillment stage it says in this stage the benefits of your of your new behaviors are fully experienced and the costs of the change are virtually gone so all that expensive stuff that like you convinced yourself wasn't worth it like all like in the beginning like the waking up early the being uncomfortable the you know forcing yourself to make time all of that is just like second nature now you don't even think about it anymore. You're just like, this is this is who I am. This is what I do. This is part of my life. Um, uh, it also says the challenges that you faced in the beginning are now second nature and easy for you in your routine. Every time you complete this cycle, you build your capacity for discomfort and your confidence in yourself. And I just this graph is so simple it's just such a simple concept but it's i just never i've never seen it laid out like that before in such layman terms like layman's terms and it's just so true like there is an emotional roller coaster that happens when you when you try to make a change like there's it's like you go through every stage of grief you know there's like bargaining and then there's denial and then there's like it's it's there's the similarities are are just wild to me. And I think what's so fascinating is like, I'm going through grief and through change at the same time. And most people do when they experience grief, like there is this emotionality that come, that, that happens with grief that happens with change as well. Um, and vice versa. I think there's grief and just change alone because you are, you are giving stuff up that makes you feel comfy in a, in a, even if it's not healthy for you. You know, it's still a piece of you that you're leaving behind or that you're you're transmuting into something else. Um, and so the last thing I wrote about this cycle, I said, and that says that it talks about in the book, it says, by being aware of this cycle, you are less likely to be derailed by negative emotion and are able to manage change more effectively. And I think that's true. Like just knowing this, just reading this on a on the page, these five very simple stages of like the emotional cycle of, of change, uninformed optimism, informed pessimism, valley of despair, informed optimism, uh, success and fulfillment. Like I can think about everything I've ever gone through, everything I've ever done that's been meaningful to me that was hard. Like I can go back and pinpoint exactly when I was experiencing these things, you know, and I can pinpoint exactly what I'm experiencing right now. Like where I was when I was going through uninformed optimism, where I was when I was going through informed pessimism, you know? value of despair, informed optimism, like, and it's fascinating to like chart, chart where I am right now. And it's actually kind of, 
I was kind of doing that in real time just now. Like, oh, I am bouncing between informed optimism and value of despair. And it seems like it seems like they're exact opposites, but really they're on the same side of success and fulfillment. Like uninformed optimism and informed pessimism is on the left of the bell curve. Value of despair is right in the middle. So I could go left or or right. You know, I can go value of despair to informed optimism if whenever I want. Or I can go value despair to back to informed pessimism again, you know? But I think I'm on I'm bouncing to the the, the positive the net positive side. And that actually makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> Whether that makes any sense or not. Like I don't care. It's just true. Um, and so with that, I hopefully that helps you kind of like it's just another tool you can you can use to make sense of what you're going through, right? Like I'm right now focusing on my physical mental mental health i'm trying to focus on my business health you know on my career health but what i'm realizing is like you can only habit stack so many things at a time like i have to make the habit and build the foundation first before i can stack anything on top of it however i'm still going to try but i'm going to try implementing this 12 week uh philosophy slash strategy um over the next 12 weeks so hopefully by spring I'll have some results or at least some progress towards the things that I'm trying to accomplish because you can't just accomplish the big thing, right? In like one fell swoop, you have to do a bunch of little things. So it's like, I can do a bunch of little things. The problem I have right now without implementing any plan or any strategy is that I'm trying to accomplish big things all at once in big chunks. And that's what's pissing me off. That's what I'm trying to habit stack on top of my foundation. And I'm exhausting myself. I'm burning myself out. It's not sustainable. And if sustainability is my number one priority, then I have to pivot and, and make change where it's necessary, right? Oh my God, I just said so many words. I got to take a sip of water. Pardon. Give me one second. <laughs> I just like, my throat is just like closing up. I'm so sorry if you heard me gulp that down. My bad. My bad. <clears throat> so anyway, I hope that this like, this emotional cycle of change, the awareness of it at least gives you some some baseline of like, okay, if you just push past this this really uncomfortable time to get to where you actually want, like I promise you, you will you will find success and fulfillment. Just keep going, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Creativity must persist. How you do one thing is how you do everything. Like that's another mantra I'm going. I've been saying to myself it's a basic one that i've heard a million times but i'm just i'm only just now implementing it and really meaning it like i think the difference between me a year ago and me now is that i really fucking mean it like i'm in the place i'm in a place in my life where like i'm being stripped of everything else <laughs> of, of everything of everything that i had any stability in i've been stripped of it and so now it's just me depending on me and it's beautiful and it's terrifying. But I'm just now getting to the point where like I'm owning it and I'm I really mean it. Like I really am going to take care of myself. I am taking care of myself. Like I am going to build the life of my dreams. <laughs> like there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Nothing is going to stop me. And that gets me into my final thoughts and some anecdotes. Um that I wrote, I just wrote a quick little thing, nothing super long, but this is like, after writing all this out, this episode, like, this is, this is what I just 
fucking spilled from my brain. And it goes like this. This shit is hard. Knowing something academically and integrating it into your process are two very different things that take lots and lots and lots of practice. I'm doing it right now. I am in the pit of despair career-wise at the moment because I have no idea how to bring my dreams into reality in practice. I know how in theory, but I haven't practiced yet. I've been swirling my brain. Uh, what the hell? Oh, I'm so silly. <laughs> I've been swirling my brain guts around the topic for over a year, and I'm finding myself frustrated that I haven't figured it out yet. But again, how the hell do I expect myself to excel at something I've never done before, that no one around me has done before? There are people trying to figure it out, same as me, but I don't have access to the communities of like-minded individuals at the moment. And I have to keep reminding myself that it's okay. It's okay that I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing at the moment. It's okay that I'm working at a kid's camp in the middle of nowhere, California, taking videos for a salary that's less than half the salary I was making a year ago. It's okay that I'm depending on our roommate back in Dallas to pay my bills. It's okay that a lot of my life feels like it's in regression because it's stripping me down of everything I've collected to keep me comfortable. Not only is it okay, but it's necessary. I asked for this struggle. I asked for this time. I asked to level up my life for my highest good, and my intuition took me to a place where I'd have zero creature comforts, where I'd be stripped of everything I know and love, where I'd have no distractions, no relationships, no hobbies, no money, with only time to think and create the life of my dreams. It all feels like a test to see if I'll break. It feels like a test to see how serious I am. And if the last six months has taught me anything, Better yet, if the last two months have, has taught me anything, it's that I'm dead fucking serious about the future I see for myself. I've never been more clear about my vision, about who I am, what I'm about, and what I plan to do with my one precious life. And I'm not doing all this to live a small life. Fuck that. I'm going to do it big. Because I can. Because I want to. Because there isn't a person, place, thing, or circumstance that is going to stop me. I'm tired of being tired, and I'm tired of learning the same lesson over and over and over again. I'm deciding what my future is. I'm getting uncomfortable to make it happen, and I'll suffer through the valley of despair as many times as it takes to get what I'm after. There's a difference between knowing and doing, and I finally have the vision, courage, and commitment to myself, and the belief in myself to make it happen. Oh, God, that just feels like so empowering that that came out of me. <laughs> and I do mean it. I mean every word. I do. And it's coming from a place of knowing and from my intuitive self. My current self, blind faith. I'm surrendering. I am surrendering to what is intended for me. Like, I, I, I give up control. Right, I'm gonna continue pursuing, but I give up how I, how it comes. I surrender. I surrender to the truth. I surrender to what's for me and what's for my highest good. And with that, I'm gonna leave you with some affirmations. And as always, I invite you to hear them and listen to them for yourself if they resonate. And if not, that's okay. I can do hard things. 
Sitting in uncomfortability in pursuit of my dream life is a gift. I'm grateful to experience the uncomfortable experiences I face in pursuit of the vision I have for myself and my life. I expand my capacity for uncomfortability. I expand my capacity for abundance, love, and success every day. I create the reality I seek. I am the creator of my life. The life I seek seeks me. The abundance I seek seeks me. The love I seek seeks me. The success I seek seeks me. Thank you. I love you. And with that, that is episode 12 of Perfection Unfolding with me, Kara G. As always, my friends, uh, I hope you got something out of the show. If you did, please rate this five stars on Spotify. Uh, rate and review this on Apple Podcasts if you're listening on Apple. Um, if you're listening anywhere else, rate and review in whatever capacity you can. Uh, send this to a friend who you think also needs to hear what it's like to that they're not going through the valley of despair alone, you know? Um, post it on your story. Like, honestly, every little bit counts. I've almost got 400 total downloads for all 12 episodes, which is really cool. Like, I'm really proud of that. Um, about 27 followers on Spotify. Like, how exciting. And I just want to, I want to express gratitude for, for you guys listening. I don't take you for granted. Um, and, and I know that all of this isn't for nothing, you know, it's for me and I hope it's for you too. And, um, yeah. And, you know, if you want to follow along on Instagram at Perfection Unfolding Pod, you can follow me at Kara G. Campbell on Instagram. I've got a lot of things swirling in my brain that were, that will be brought into fruition in the next 12 weeks. I'm not going to tell you what they are yet because I'm, I'm holding myself accountable first, but you will find out very shortly. The spring is feeling like something wild is going to happen. So I'm very excited. Blow this shit up. Like, if you are a fan of mine, like I am not going to like humble brag like i put my i put my whole pussy into these episodes okay <laughs> so tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend and uh with that know that i love you and i will talk to you next week okay bye <laughs>